You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora. What is going on, Uncanceled? How are you guys doing? Thank you so much for tuning in. We are back for another week. No, I'm just kidding. I just tried to get Ben to run up here because he has to hit record and then come up. But we are back and we are better than ever. Come come on on. now. It's hype, man. I'm hype about what God's doing at Impact. We're having a good time, man. Things are going good. God is good. I'm excited. Um, Thanks for tuning in. Thank you to those of you guys that watch us weekly. Um, Can't really think of any new shout outs uh, this week. Anybody that's been tuning in too much, maybe Trevor Holtz, Trevor Holtz. Sure. Little sneaky one. One of our awesome students. He is actually the leader or one of the leaders of our leaders in training group. Uh, We have junior and senior leaders at impact and he like kind of like oversees them as uh, he oversees them within the group. If that makes sense. Um, and uh, as long with Olivia Mollison, shout out. Um, shout out. But I got a good word for you guys today that I'm excited to share with you guys on believing God's word. But before we do that, it is time to rate, rate that, that foreign snack. Snack. Come on. Come on. That's <laughs> uh, not right. Oh, man. I left him hanging. I left him hanging. I left, <laughs> left him hanging right there. Oh, rate that foreign snack. Rate all right. Ra- Let's do it. Well, rate that for well, we can do it again. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Rate, rate that, that foreign, foreign snack. snack. All right. There it was it not, a, it was kind of lame, but we had to do it. I don't kinda know why. Do I don't know why I did that today. It's all right. It was funny. It was kind of funny. It was yeah. kind of funny. Um, Let's get in there. Let's get in there. Oreos. Okay. I kind of just on. like counted to three and yanked there. I really wasn't like, what well, wasn't yank. shooting. Like I know when like last week I told you I was shooting for stuff. I was not that time. Yeah. This might be really bad. It, uh, it could be, but it could be what all is right. It? These are uh, blueberry ice cream Oreos oh, from man. Indonesia. Oh man. Yo, it could be fire. It could be, it could be it. I guess it could be. As you can see, you really know that this wasn't rigged this time because we don't, like, have anything ready to, like... Oh, bro, they're kind of broken. Oh, they came from Indonesia, so... What are you saying? Indonesians are broken? No, I'm saying that it had to travel a long way, and so it probably got tossed around. Oh, okay. Whatever. (laughs) Oh, man! I don't know about this. Oh, no. I don't know, man. That's That's so specific. It smells oh. like Mentos gum, like the fruity version of Mentos gum. It That's just, what it smells like. It just really smells like a bad blueberry flavor. Yeah, this is not. Right, oh, man, I'm not excited. Here we go. Okay. Mm. What? Mm. Uh. Oh, yeah. Oh. All right. So here's oh. what here's what just happened. The uh the chocolate yeah. the chocolate from the cookie kind of masked the bad for a little bit. And then the bad. Oh. Yeah. Are they expired, bro? I think they're probably just bad. Oh, man. Oh, it's it's not good. Wait a My minute. My mouth is still tingling. Mine too. Um May this year. 
So yeah, good. no. There's actually, I don't know. They could be expired. Even if they are, how, like, are you serious? It feels like something chemical is happening in my yeah, mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you know how I said it tasted like Mentos gum? My mouth tastes like I'm chewing gum right now. That is, hold on, hold on. Let, let me see this. Let me see this. No one else is going to have these. No. No. <laughs> no. Indonesia. No. No. <laughs> no. No. Those are really bad. Okay, ready? Remember how we would say, would you eat the entire thing? I wouldn't eat the entire yeah. cookie. <laughs> are, no. are you serious? I wouldn't. I'm not eating the rest of this. We've like we've like saved the rest of some of the ones that we've done in the past to like let other people try it. Yeah. No. No, not honestly, these. the only reason to be yes is just to show them how terrible that they are. I wouldn't want anyone that I care about eating one of these. Yeah, but I kind of would because I kind of, <laughs> I, I like, like my wife is trying one of these after, after okay. service okay. or after service, after the podcast, I'm, I'm getting mixed uh, up. Wow. Really? My bad. mouth is still tingling. Like it's oh, minty, I can still right? feel it. It's yeah, minty. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like menthol-ish. Yeah. Like. It's like a cough drop or something. Like I'm breathing in and like, I feel like the air, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's weird. It's not. It's it's disconcerting. Wait, like, why do you think they might be expired? Oh man! Oh no! On the word of God, um, <laughs> there's two dates right here, and they're the same date except the year. One of them is 2022, and the one underneath it is 2023. Oh, okay. So I actually think this is a thing in other countries because I looked at one before. I think it might be the manufacturer date versus the, the expi versus the expired date. I do not think that they're expired. I think okay. that they're just bad. Well, that's good. I um, guess, still I guess really I'll, I'll give this. I'll give this yeah. to you right here to get off. This is like this later. is awful. Um, let's rate it. Oh gosh, go ahead. One. Zero. It doesn't deserve a rating. I get, yeah. It was awful. It's just, it's an Oreo. I like Oreos. I, I like Oreos too, but not this nonsense. <laughs> that, like that was, that was the worst Oreo no, I've ever had in my it's, life. It's gotta be a zero. Cause like it's, it's just stuck in there, but in a terrible way. I, I couldn't, I couldn't eat the whole cookie. No. You, it, it feels like not safe to eat the whole cookie. No. Do you know what was actually kind of interesting? When I took my first, when I took the bite and I started chewing, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah, it and was then, the chocolate from the cookie. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I swallowed it and it was as if mint just, just exploded in my throat, in my mouth. And like, it was as if like menthol would be a good way to describe it. Yeah. Not good. Not, not good, good at all. Oreo ice cream cookies Blueberry. from Blue, Blueberry ice cream cookies from Indonesia? No. 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 Just no. That's it. That's all you need to know about that okay. one right there. Um, that might be my first zero. Ever? And rate that history? Yeah. It was bad. It deserved it. Never, never try that. Actually, try it. Take a bite of it. Share it with all your friends. And then go get eat an actual Oreo so you could feel better about the company. Because if that was my experience with the Oreo company, I would never in a million years eat another Oreo again. Wow. I'm angry. I'm angered. This is like a face of rage, right? You know, I'm just kidding. I'm not angry. Wow. I just can't get over how minty my mouth is right now. No, it's not. It's not. Ben just picked up some water and asked me if it was mine. Anyway, to the word of God now. 
I'll tell you what, at least that, like, at least like that's consistent. Like it's always great. You know, um, some people don't like what I'm about to teach you right now. Um, some people feel the way that I felt, felt about those Oreo cookies to what I'm going to teach you right now, but they're, they're, uh, mistaken. There is a problem in Christianity that people struggle to believe God's word as is. We've allowed our experience to speak for the word of God. Many Christians have allowed their experience to speak for the word of God. In fact, sometimes Christians add interpretations and incorrectly interpret things to make scripture line up with their experiences instead of making it line up with the word of God. And what proceeds, understand this before we get into it more. What proceeds out of your mouth will determine where your faith is at. What proceeds out of your mouth will determine where your faith is at. People think this, they think that our words do not matter. Christians, some Christians think your words do not matter. And they say that people that think that words matter, that they're just name it and claim it people, and that they're teaching false doctrine that they don't know what they're talking about. I would argue that people that understand that our words do matter, just know the Bible and just stick to it and don't let their experiences deter them from it. The word of God, to be honest with you, the word of God couldn't really be much more clear about the fact that words matter. Um, and it's unfortunate that people, and, and I honestly, my, my heart goes out to these people. I, I really am not angry with people that understand this. I have this understanding. My heart goes out to people that don't understand that your words matter and that we need to believe the word of God as is because that those people have usually had very bad experiences in their life. They've seen a lot of death and loss and it causes them to see the word of God through the lens of their experiences, which everybody to a degree does, but we have to fight through those, uh, th- those thoughts and just see the word of God as it actually is, not the way that we want to uh, think about the word of God. Um, the things we say directly show what's in our heart. The things we say directly show what's in our heart. I said that what proceeds out of your mouth will determine where your faith is at. And that's because the words that we say reveal what's really in our heart. Because Jesus said in Matthew 12, 34, he said, a tree is defined by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes, he's referring to the Pharisees here, Jesus How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Whatever's in your heart determines what you say. Think about that. What you say comes directly from what's in your heart. And I've talked about this before on the the podcast. What is in your heart is revealed by your words. What is in your heart is revealed by your words. You know, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt me, people say. But the reality is, is that people that speak words, that that is revealing a motive of their heart and, and, and where their heart is, is really at. Our, our heart 
is revealed in our words. Understand that. Your heart is revealed in your words and the things that consistently come out of your mouth. Uh, have you ever heard the expression, perhaps, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people? When people are hurting, oftentimes the things that come out of their mouth will reflect that because they're hurting. And so, you know, obviously I'm not making excuses for wrong actions. However, I'm providing understanding why perhaps people may not speak uh, in faith and speak properly sometimes according to the word of God. It's often because they're hurt and, the, and that hurt is coming out of their, from their heart into their words. The Bible says in Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. People uh, have tried to say, you know, that verse doesn't really mean what people say that it means. Well, I think that that would be exactly what I just talked about before. People putting their own spin and interpretation on the Bible to support their experience and understanding. It's an excuse for people to not watch their, watch their tongue and watch themselves to see if they're speaking in faith or not. Your tongue actually matters very much. Uh, in James 3, it talks about taming our tongues, taming our tongues. And it says that the tongue is like a ship's rudder. The tongue is like a ship's rudder. So, And what does a ship's rudder do? The, the rudder of the ship, it's the tiniest part of the ship, yet whatever the direction that the rudder is going is the direction the whole ship will go. The direction, you, you will go in the direction that your tongue is going. What do I mean by that? The way you are talking is the direction that you are going. The way you are talking is the direction that you are going. The same way that a, the way that a ship's rudder is going is the way that the ship will go. Your tongue matters. The Bible actually shows us what God thinks about unbelief. What God thinks about not believing his word. Because I'm talking to you today about believing God's word. And, and, what, and the way that we really see if someone believes God's word or not is the way that they talk that really reveals the motive of their heart. And so the Bible shows us what God thinks about speaking unbelief. I'll show you. First off, God sees speaking unbelief as evil. God sees speaking unbelief as evil. Or the NLT is going to put it when we read it, bad. It's like more like the NLT is like the, is like the youth Bible. It's like more like easily understandable. And I think it's great to actually use the NLT when you're, when you're relating, uh, when you're speaking to youth specifically. And I think even adults, because we have kind of an era of Christianity right now that people are not as uh, churched anymore. And so it's actually a great way. It's still accurate to the, to the scripture, actually accurate to the word of God. It's not paraphrasing, but it used simpler words and languages, I think, to, to describe it. And I know a lot of uh, ministers that feel the same way I do about that. But God sees speaking unbelief as evil. How do I know this? Let's read the word of God, right? That's a great place to go to make sure that I know what I'm talking about. Uh, Numbers chapter 13, 25. Numbers chapter 13, 25. I'll give you a second to turn there. I encourage you to go into the word of God with me as I, as I read it, to go into uh, God's word with me. I want, I want you guys to see that I'm you know, not in error in what I'm reading to you. I still have a little bit of that Oreo taste in my mouth. We do thank God for that. Actually, no, we don't. <laughs> That's not a good and perfect gift. So, so uh, it doesn't come from above. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, guys. Don't, don't, don't take, I'm not trying to teach theology from Oreos uh, currently. I may try that another time. Numbers 13, 25, it says, after exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. 
They reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit that they had taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent to us or sent us to explore. And it is indeed a bountiful country and a land flowing with milk and honey. It's good. That's what they're saying. Here is the kind of fruit that it produces. I can see them right now holding a big old piece of fruit and saying, look at this stuff. This is some good stuff, man. But, man, how many of you guys know that when there's a but sometimes, that it's not a good thing in the Bible. When someone starts talking about how good the land is, you know, he's talking about how good this thing is that God is doing. But, they say, the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there and the descendants of Anak. And the Amalekites live in the Negev and the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Here's what Caleb says. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. How did Caleb know that he could certainly conquer it? Because if you go back and you see in, in earlier in the chapter and earlier in the story, God had already given them the land. The land was already promised to them. If you go back and you see God had already given them this promised land. The land was already theirs. God had already given it over to them. It's like in Jericho in, in uh, Joshua chapter uh, six. They're at Jericho. God says, I've already given Jericho to you. I've already given that land to you. And then they go and they follow the Lord's instruction and do it. In the same way, the land had already been given to them. And actually, forgive me, that this is uh, before Joshua. This is before Joshua. I mean, God's going to do this again when it comes to the land of Jericho. Uh, but this is in Numbers and he's talking to them and he's, God had already given them the land. The land was already promised to them. And Caleb's saying, hold on, hold on. I hear what you're saying, but let's go take the land. We got this. But watch this. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they, th they spread this bad report or evil report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw there were huge. It said, they said next to them, we felt like grasshoppers and that's what they thought too. Hmm. Well, I'm not sure. You know, I think that honestly, Joey, I think that that was very practical of those people to give that report. You know, I, I think that it actually makes a lot of sense. You might be thinking, you know, yeah, you know, they're bigger than, they're just being practical. That's what a lot of Christians will say when they start to give an evil report about, I'm just being honest. I'm just being, you know, real. You know, they'll say that faith doesn't deny reality and we'll get into that later. It does not deny reality, but they'll say, you know, faith doesn't deny reality. So we're just going to kind of say it how it is. And, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. And so, you know, a lot of Christians will talk like this. And how do I know that God didn't like that report? Well, I know for two reasons. God didn't like that report because A, he calls it a bad report or an evil report. God doesn't call things that he likes bad and evil or bad or evil. 
However, the people then rebel because they don't want to take the land. And because of this evil report that is given, guess what? Everybody in the Israel is uh, God says, I'm not going to let any of you go into the promised land anymore and you're going to wander the wilderness for 40 years. They wander the wilderness for 40 years after because they have this bad and evil report of unbelief. Get this right here. Unbelief will not only affect you, but it will affect those around you. Unbelief will not only affect you, but it will affect those around you. The people came back with unbelief. The people came back with unbelief. And it wasn't, the people in the camp didn't have unbelief until it was brought to them. They didn't have it. They weren't, they didn't come back and, you know, were, you know, in unbelief right away. It was when the people started to speak this, this evil report, this report of unbelief, everybody else in the camp began to go, oh, you know, we can't go. That's such a bad idea. We're going to get overtaken. Why? Because unbelief spreads. Unbelief will spread if you're not guarding and you're not careful. And so the unbelief spread to the entire camp. And when the unbelief spread, it caught, it was like a wildfire. And what happened? They all went against God and went against the report that God had already given, that he had already, that he had given them the land. And God says, you know what? You want to be faithless? He goes, okay. He's like, all of you, except for Joshua and Caleb, the two spies that came back with a good report, all of you guys, except for Joshua and Caleb, you guys are, are, are not going to go into the land. You're not going to go into the land. And we know that it actually doesn't say in this text that Joshua said anything, but later on it, it says that uh, Joshua and Caleb, that they, that they were allowed to go into the promised land because they weren't full of unbelief. But Joshua and Caleb are allowed to go to the promised land and Joshua is going to end up leading Israel. How about this right here? We can get this from this. Faith will promote you. Unbelief will demote you. Faith will promote you and unbelief will demote you. That's what will happen. And actually what we're going to, we're going to get into that in, in my next point that I'm going to go into, but faith will promote you. Unbelief will demote you. That's what will happen. And so the people didn't go into the promised land anymore. Why didn't they go into the promised land? Why? Because they had unbelief and the unbelief spread. They didn't believe God's word. God made them travel in the wilderness for 40 years until that generation died off. God sees unbelief as evil. It is evil to speak. When you speak against what God has already spoken, it's unbelief and it's evil. When you speak against, what, what is speaking unbelief? There you go. Speaking against what God has already spoken in his word. That is unbelief. And God sees that as evil. When people start to, you know, say, you know, oh, you know, uh, I, you know I'm just not really sure, you know, if, if God really is, you know, faithful. You know, God really isn't, you know, I don't really know if God is faithful. I don't really think that he is. That's speaking directly against something that we know to be true in God's word. That is unbelief and that is evil. So God sees speaking unbelief as evil. What else can we learn about, about belief and unbelief, believing God's word? What can we see here? Two, God silences unbelief. God silences unbelief. Where am I getting this from? Go to Luke chapter one with me. I marked them today. I was smart. I need to get another tassel in my Bible because I have like so much stuff I like to mark. I can only do two at a time. Poor me. I'm kidding. Luke chapter one, verse 11. If you want to donate to my tassel foundation, 
to get me another tassel for my Bible, then that would be great. You can, you know, we'll put the GoFundMe in the comment. No, I'm just kidding. We're, we're, we're not doing that. I'm just, I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not asking you to donate to my foundation. You can drop a comment right now. And look at that. That's a perfect plug right there. You could drop a comment and you could say this. You could say, God silences unbelief. And I'm going to show you right now. God silences unbelief. Zechariah, in Luke chapter 1, verse 11, it says, While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. Why? Because he saw a creature that had many eyes and all these wings, which was an angel, right? I've talked to you about this before. An angel does not wear a diaper and have a little Cupid arrow and stuff like that. That's not what the Bible calls an angel. An angel has a lot of feathers, a lot of wings, uh, you know, a lot of eyes, and they're really creepy looking. So if you saw an angel, you'd be like, oh my gosh. And so he gets really freaked out. But the angel of the Lord says, don't be afraid, Zachariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son and you are to name him John. In other words, they had been praying for a child and he's like, God has heard your prayer and they're going to give you a son and the son's going to be named John. In fact, that was a very big deal that his name would be John. Why? Because Zachariah, his name was Zachariah and he typically in this culture, you would name your son after yourself or after one of your family members. But John was not a family name. And we're going to learn that later on uh, when I read something else to you. John was not in their family name. But the angel of the Lord says, you're going to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. Verse 15, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord, their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of fathers to their children. And he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. But look at what Zacharias says. He gets this great report. The, the answer to his prayers is here. He should be excited. He should be overjoyed. But here's what Zacharias says in verse 18. Zachariah said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in the years. In years, Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be, be fulfilled at the proper time. Hmm. God said, yeah, you don't believe what I'm saying? Okay, you're going to be silent now. God didn't want Zacharias spreading unbelief. He didn't want him speaking unbelief. And he said, because you did not believe, you are silenced. God silences unbelief. It is no surprise to me that people who spread unbelief never advance. I just told you in my last thing, faith promotes, but unbelief demotes. God doesn't advance those people that spread unbelief around. You know, people that spread unbelief, they say things like this. You know, grandma so-and-so wasn't healed. And because grandma so-and-so wasn't healed, sometimes we just know that God doesn't want to heal. And, you know, we, we, we know that God doesn't want us to heal. God's not really a healer. 
He's only a healer sometimes. That is spreading unbelief. And people that preach that type of Bible and preach that type of God never go anywhere. Never go anywhere. They get, they get halted. They might, you know, do some things and praise God for people that get saved through their ministry. I'm not saying that God can never use those people, but I find it funny that ne it's never those people that are impacting millions of people for the kingdom of God. It's never those people that, uh, that are spreading unbelief, that, that are doing crazy, massive stuff. Even Billy Graham, Billy Graham, the, evangel the evangelist Billy Graham, he was someone that was a man of faith. Now you might say, well, you know, Billy Graham didn't necessarily, you know, believe what you just said, but Billy Graham focused on salvation and only focused on that. That was what he did. He preached salvation everywhere they, he went. And that's something that God honors. He went in faith preaching salvation. People that do not operate by faith, people that don't believe by faith, people that spread unbelief never get promoted. They never get promoted. People that believe by faith get promoted. God brings them to high places. People that speak with, uh, stick with the Bible and stick with what the word of God says, God will take them to high places. It's interesting though. People that operate by faith are very criticized. But people that are operated by unbelief, nobody gives a rip about them. I'll prove it to you. Even Billy Graham. Billy Graham was criticized regularly. When he was alive, everybody criticized Billy Graham. Well, I don't like the way that he does this. I don't like the way that he does that. People, you, you should know when people are, uh, when people are operating in faith that there's going to be criticism that comes along with that. People aren't going to like that because it challenges their unbelief. Hear that again. It challenges their unbelief. That's why people get critical of people that operate in faith and challenges their unbelief. And so God will silence people that do not speak belief. People that speak unbelief are silenced by God. You know, people will start to talk about, you know, and this is the most common area that people, you know, go into unbelief. And, and it's really when it comes to just believing the word of God at face value, you know, God's a healer. God's a, provide, a provider. God can deliver you from sin. God can deliver you from anxiety and depression. God can, and the difference is, is that, is that people that preach faith understand that God can deliver you from those things and you'll never have to pick them back up again. And that God is always willing and wants to do those things. And people that teach unbelief kind of go the, ex the experiential route. They'll go, you know, well, this one time this thing happened. And they'll start talking through their experiences that, well, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen and, you know, it doesn't happen. And, you know, it's just because God doesn't really want to at this time. And then they'll pull out a relevant text like Paul's thorn in the flesh. Perhaps you've heard of that one before in second Corinthians, I believe it's chapter 12, Paul's thorn in the flesh. And they'll start to go, well, you know, as you can see, you know, Paul's thorn, you know, Paul was never healed of his thorn, his sickness that he had. It's just really funny to me too, because Remember how I said to you, people that promote unbelief, that what they do is that they insert different interpretations into the Bible. There's not one time that it's referred to that Paul's thorn in the flesh is a sickness. It says a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan. It doesn't say a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a sickness in my body. It says a messenger of Satan. It is not a sickness. The Bible does not even indicate that. So that's putting your own interpretation in the scripture by saying that's spreading unbelief right there. That, that's adding your own thing into the word of God.
when the Bible really never says anything about that. People start to say, well, you know, Jesus, um, Jesus, you know, healed people at the pool of Bethesda, but there were many sick people at the pool of Bethesda and only one of them gets healed. Number one, the Bible doesn't say that the others didn't get healed. Number two, the reason why the others got passed over was because of faith. There's reasons why, why those things, but you can't make an argument from the Bible that's not there. The Bible doesn't say, and Jesus chose not to heal all of the other people. There's this new move, there's this show called The Chosen that's out. And there was this scene in The Chosen where Jesus tells somebody he's unwilling to heal them. That is so unbiblical. Jesus never once told somebody he was unwilling to heal them. In fact, the only time that somebody says, Lord, are you willing? His response is, I am willing. That's it. And I know that I'm harping on healing here, but it goes even far beyond that. Anything that is against God's word, that speaks against God's word, directly the word of God is unbelief. You know, I'm just not really sure if, you know, this sin that I'm going through, it just might be something that I, that, you know, maybe I need to struggle with so that I need to, you know, God can show me just how close, uh, how I need to be close to him. That's wrong. That's incorrect. Anything that is not in line with this word, that it goes directly against what God has already spoken is unbelief. I understand that there's different interpretations on things in the Bible sometimes, but when the Bible blatantly says something, and we say something against its unbelief. The Bible blatantly shows that Jesus took our sickness and, and bore our illnesses. If we speak against that, it's unbelief. It's unbelief. And God will silence those that speak in unbelief. God will silence those. You know, people ha- will try to say to me, well, you know, Joey, nobody listened to the prophets. Nobody listened to the prophets. What do you mean when you say, you know, that, that only those that speak faith advance and God silences those who have unbelief? What, what, what about the prophets? Well, let me tell you this, the prophets, yes, nobody listened to what they were saying at times. People turned against them. But guess what? Those prophets had great influence and God actually did advance them to places that when they spoke, people heard what they were saying. Yes, people heard what they were saying and they said, you know, oh, like, you know, I'm not going to listen to it. But people cared about it. They threw Jeremiah into a cistern because they cared about what he had to say so much. Isaiah was brought before kings. Nehemiah was brought before kings or before a king. God, when people speak faith and people speak what God has spoken, God advances those types of people and he uses their life. That's not to say that people will always listen to you and do what you're saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that when we speak the word of God, God will promote you. But when we speak God, uh, speak unbelief, God will demote you. I just really stuttered on my words real bad there. That was a real like blah, 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 blah. But anyway, when we speak unbelief, When we speak unbelief, God will silence us. But when we speak faith, God will promote us. And that leads right into my my last thing. God blesses those who believe in faith. God blesses those who believe in faith. How do I know this? Luke chapter one. Luke chapter one. It's the story of Mary. The angel of the Lord comes to her. And I'm going to start in uh, in, in verse uh, 30. The angel says, don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. Hallelujah. This is one of the greatest, greatest texts right here because Christ would come. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? 
I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month for the word of God will never fail. Look at what Mary says. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Let's start here. I I asked myself this question, Mary seems to respond in unbelief at first is what I perceived it to be. When she asks a question, just like Zechariah, she says, how can this happen? I am a virgin, a virgin. How can this happen? But how can this happen? That's what she says. And, and similarly, Zechariah says, like, how can this happen? Like me and my wife are old. But when I actually looked at it and I was praying, I was saying, God, how does that make sense? I realized the difference. Mary was literally asking, how can this happen? Like literally, like I'm a virgin, like scientifically, like I cannot get pregnant because I'm a virgin. Like I've, I've never, I've never had relations with a man before. So how am I supposed to get pregnant? And I'm engaged to Joseph, but I know that I'm not supposed to engage in sexual activity with, with him until we're married. Like practically speaking, how is this going to happen? Whereas Zacharias was unbelief that we're too old. So we can't give birth, putting a limit on God instead of just like literally Mary saying the practical of how is this going to happen? Actually. Do you see the difference? Mary was saying, Mary had to get the understanding that, oh, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon me. Oh, okay. And then she says, okay, great. May everything that the Lord says happen. Where Zachariah is in doubt and Zachariah is saying to himself, well, we're old. We're old people. How, how can you do that, God? We're old. It wasn't that scientifically they, they couldn't necessarily do it anymore. It wasn't that God, it wasn't that there, that they couldn't just go and have sex together. They could. They were married. But he was doubting the fact that God could do a miracle and get her pregnant in her old age. But whereas Mary was like, wait, what? Like, I, I, I've never, I've never even been with a man before. How is this supposed to happen? Like, how can I get pregnant without that? So there's a difference in their two questions. One is in unbelief and one is uh, wondering how God is going to carry out his purpose. And so Mary responds in faith and says, may everything you say come to pass. Well, I don't know, Joey. I think that you're kind of stretching when you say that God blessed her because she had faith. I don't really know about that. It doesn't really seem like he's saying that. I can, I can even, uh, I could sense that if somebody would watch this and say that is something that they would say, I feel like that's a stretch. Well, let's see if it's a stretch. Luke 1.45, you are blessed. This is to Mary. This is, this is, if you read the context, it's speaking to Mary. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. That settles it. Literally, Mary would be blessed because you believe what the Lord has said. Actually, let's go one further. How do I know that this is not just Elizabeth saying something? Because it says here, At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. And she goes on and at the end she says, you are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. She was speaking under the unction of the Holy Spirit. She was speaking by by, uh, the Holy Spirit coming upon her, being filled with the Holy Spirit. How about that? 
So it's actually speaking by the Holy Spirit that, that uh, uh, she says to Mary that you are blessed. That's powerful. That she's blessed because she believes. Those that believe what God says are blessed. Even Zechariah gets, gets his speech back when he believes what God says. Look at what Luke 164 says. Instant, oh, I'm sorry, I need to give you guys context on that. Luke chapter uh, uh, 1, verse 61. It says, what they exclaimed, there is no one in all your family by that name. This is when they said that, uh, the, uh, the, um, Elizabeth was saying that uh, my son's name will be John. And he's saying, what? Uh, and they're saying, what? No one in your family is named John. How are you supposed to name him John? Because like I explained to you before, in that culture, you needed to uh, name your son or you were supposed to name your son some, after somebody in your family. So they gestured to ask the baby's father, Zachariah, what he wanted to name him. He motioned for a writing tablet and to everyone's surprise, he wrote, his name is John. Instantly, Zachariah could speak again and he began praising God. Wow. Just like that. He believed what God said. What do you mean he believed what God said? God had told Zechariah in the original instruction in verse 13, Luke chapter one, verse 13, that his name was to be John. And now he's in line with God's word and he wrote down that his name is John. And then instantly he could speak. Why? Because God blesses those who believe in faith. He received, God silenced his unbelief, but he opened his mouth again when he had belief. So even if you are watching this right now and you perhaps have been speaking in unbelief about things, you can immediately, God can increase you and increase your influence if you would begin to speak in faith according to his word. When God speaks something, here should be our response. Second Corinthians 1.20. It says that, um, it, uh, it says, and I'm summarizing here, that all God's promises find their yes in Christ and amen. Yes and Amen. God, my response to your promise is yes and amen. My response to your word is yes and amen. Yes and amen. Um, amen means yes or I agree. I agree. Yes, amen. That's it. That settles it, God. You said it, so it's going to be done. If God said it in his word, he binds himself to do it. Why? Because God is not a man that he should lie. If God says it, he is bound to do it. Not because I'm saying I'm binding God. I'm saying that God is binding, is bound to his word because he has chosen to do so. Because he is not a liar. If God says he's going to do it, he's going to do it. He's going to perform it. The Bible says in Psalm 138, verse 2, it says that God has put all things, or God has put his word above all things. Some translations say his word and his name above all things. God's word is above all things. God's word is above all things. If God has spoken it, he will perform it. He will do it. In fact, Jeremiah 1.12 says that God watches over his word waiting to perform it or waiting to see that it will be accomplished. God cares about his word and people that speak in faith they're, they're going to be blessed because God's watching over his word, waiting to perform it. God blesses those who speak in faith. And going back to what I said before, I said that faith doesn't deny reality. That's right. It doesn't deny reality. It is okay to acknowledge something. It is okay to acknowledge something. It is okay to acknowledge that you're feeling sick in your body. It's okay to acknowledge that right now that you may not have funds for something. It's okay to acknowledge that right now that you're dealing with a sin in your life. But 
What is not okay is to claim that thing for your life and to receive it and to speak unbelief over it. Yeah, you know, I'm just feeling sick right now and, you know, I'm probably going to feel this way for the next couple of days. Probably just going to deal with this thing forever. Probably not going to have the money for that thing. Probably just going to struggle with this sin for the rest of my life. Well, actually, in fact, that last one, I actually said that to my youth pastor when I was in uh, high school. I said to my youth pastor, I was, I was struggling with, with sin in my life, lust in my life. And I said to my youth pastor, is this going to be something I struggle with the rest of my life? And thankfully, I have a youth pastor that believed God's word and spoke faith and said, no, it's not. No, it's not. He spoke faith to me in that moment. He said, no, nah, man, that's not, you're not dealing with that for the rest of your life. And that I remember that conversation because it sparked faith in me. Oh, I'm not going to deal with this for the rest of my life. Amen. Like I, I got excited about that because faith encourages people while unbelief discourages people. If my youth pastor would have turned around and, and went with my unbelief and said, and said, yeah, you probably are going to deal with it for the rest of your life. You know, it's a difficult thing to kind of go through all men kind of just deal with it the rest of their life then I would have been discouraged, but I left feeling encouraged because my youth pastor spoke faith. It's okay to acknowledge a situation as is, but what is not okay is to stay there. If you're going to acknowledge the fact that you're not feeling well, couple that with speaking faith that God is a healer and that, and that he will heal you. If you don't have the money for something, it's okay to acknowledge that you don't have it right now, but believe that God is going to bring it in. It's okay to acknowledge that you're struggling with something, but acknowledge that God is greater than it and he will deliver you. Speak faith and it will encourage your life. Speak faith and it will encourage your life. Believe God's word. So again, we have God sees speaking unbelief as evil. We have God silences unbelief. We have God blesses those who believe in faith. Powerful. Right from the word of God, there's really no way to argue against those things right there. And if you're watching right now and you're saying to yourself, you know, like, because what happens is that people get a religious spirit and when they hear those types of things, you know, when they hear, you know, stuff about themselves and things that they have to do, they get very religious and they start to think to themselves, you know, well, are you saying that God's not the powerful one? It has nothing to do with that. It's the fact that God has commanded you to do this and that this is the way that God's chosen to do things. But people get religious about it and they start to be like, well, I don't like that you said that. I don't like to do you do this. And they watch with a very close-minded, uh, a, a very uh, close-minded, well, mind. Well, cl- the closed off heart, closed-mindedness. And they watch it and they watch with a critical eye. I encourage you, if you did watch this podcast with that understanding, watch it back with an open heart and understanding about let the word of God speak for itself. That's all I'm doing. I'm letting the word of God speaking speak for itself. And that's what we need to do in our lives. Don't watch with closed-mindedness. The Pharisees were closed-minded. That's why they didn't recognize Jesus as the Messiah. They didn't have an open heart to him. Jesus would preach and they would get envious. They would get jealous. They would close themselves off and they would just want to trap him and challenge him instead of actually hear what they said. And those actually, there were some Pharisees that did open their heart and they did receive. They did open their heart and they did receive. But I hope that this encouraged you guys today to believe God's word. If you made it to the end of this podcast, I said I was going to do this at the beginning and I forgot. Uh, Ben uh, was who's always on the podcast with me right here next to me. Ben is doing 
a uh, podcast of his own uh, on a YouTube channel uh, called uh, 48 Strong, 48 Strong. And I've listened to it. It's excellent. And uh, if you're into working out, uh, you can definitely watch it for sure. Uh, He does a workout for about 15 minutes and then maybe like a 10, 15 minute uh, word after that. And it's good stuff, man. I I listened to uh, his first one on Faith Killers and man, it it was some good stuff. I encourage you guys to, to go and check that out. 48 Strong is the name of the of it, uh, Bennett, you're more than welcome to add a YouTube link to it if you want to. Uh, in there, if not, then just go type it in. 48 strong. Uh, it's a it's a great channel, and uh, I encourage you guys to to go check that out and watch it. Uh, ben is also uh, stepping in as our assistant youth director uh, at Impact Youth uh, starting next week. We're excited to have him on the team. He's going to be uh, working at Faith Church now. Uh, he's volunteered so faithfully for so many uh, for about a year or so now. And uh, God, God's honored his faithfulness. So God will honor your faithfulness as well. Uh, but next week, I'll probably say that all over again to begin the, the broadcast. Um, but God bless you guys. I want to pray for you guys real quick before we end. I never like to end one of our um, podcasts without giving you an opportunity to know Jesus Christ. Uh, maybe you've been listening to these for a while and you've never quite made that decision for Christ. Understand that Jesus, he came down from heaven. He's God in the flesh. He lived a sinless life. Never did anything wrong. Tempted in every way that we were though. He did not sin. He went to the cross as a perfect sacrifice for our sin. He hung on the cross for hours in pain, suffering so that we did not have to, paying the penalty of our sin. And then he was buried in the ground. He descended into hell. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. He defeated sin. He rose again. And when he rose again, he rose in complete victory. And now you can have a relationship with him. You can have a relationship with him. He ascended into heaven at the right hand of God. You can make a decision today to repent of your sin and put your faith in Jesus Christ. He's the only way to eternal life. There are not multiple ways to heaven. There is one way, and that is Jesus Christ. If you want to make that decision for Jesus Christ, I'm going to go ahead and say this prayer with you and you can repeat this after me. Say, dear Jesus, I repent of my sin. I put my faith in you. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are Lord and that you are raised from the dead. I'm a Christian now. I want a relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, go ahead and drop amen in the, in the chat. Uh, you, could say, you could just say that. Just say uh, amen, and we'll follow up with you. Uh, uh, if we can, we'll reply to you. We'll see if we can get in contact with you and get some resources into your hand. Find a Bible-believing church. That's the next step that you need to do. Find a church to get plugged into. Learn about the Word of God uh, in that church. Uh, let me pray for the, uh, the rest of you guys that are watching faithfully every week. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that everybody watching would develop a spirit of faith, Father, more and more. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that they would believe your word at face value, Lord, that, Lord, that they would not speak unbelief, that they would speak faith and they would see your blessing because of it. I pray that they, pray that they're encouraged, Father, by this podcast. And Lord, I pray that they would get closer to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you guys. God bless you. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We hope you are blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. 
If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless.